Welcome to Cancelled. We've made it. Here we are. It is the last episode of American Gothic. With me, as always, for the last time, Sarah Jude is Hello. here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are, how, you? how are you feeling with this sort of closure we're about to... Uh, it feels extremely mixed up because, because we, watched we watched the season finale before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm glad I figured out that that's what happened, or else because I I'm, just not been as, like, I'm not as mad at the show. Exactly. And before yeah. I was like, "What the fuck? The show is yeah. schizophrenic and not making any sense." Show's getting crazy. And now it's just Hulu's fault. And right. Like, fuck it's Hulu. totally Hulu's fault. So I'm just yeah. mad at Hulu now. And also, Hulu is not a sponsor of this show, so I feel free in saying, "Hulu, fix your shit." Like, fix your shit. It's, it's that's an unacceptable error on a streaming service. Yeah, this show came out. Mm, 20 years ago. Sure. Uh, and it's not like it came out in a way that... They aired in the order. How, right. Like, I don't understand how, did how this even happen. up. For sure. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but anyway. But I am very much planning to... And I hope by the time this episode of Cancelled comes out, it will be ready. I I downloaded the last like 10 episodes of the show. And I just am going to cut together all my favorite parts. Nice. Into just an incoherent little montage. And uh, if you guys have watched it, you will see all my favorite lines. <laughs> If you have a song that you think that should play behind the montage, please tweet it at me or yeah. at Cancel Pod. We'll find that and maybe we can get that in there. Um, that maybe in said, the arms of an angel. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, possibly. Arms of pretty good. Yeah. Or maybe sympathy for the devil. Yeah. There's any number of songs. Sympathy that might for work. the devil would be good. Yeah. Um, should we pause for the dog? We might have to pause while I go check on the dog. Dog break over. We're back. I almost belched. I have a couple of stars. Um. I got the hiccups in the middle of the last episode, but then they went away. Totally fine. Episode 20! Episode 20. Well, what we think is episode 20. What is supposed to have been an earlier... It's supposed to have been episode 12, I believe, but it on Hulu tells you it's fucking episode 20, and it's called Ring of Fire. I, uh, I an episode like title I'm honestly notes. surprised they did not use earlier. earlier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could sure. have been an episode... It could have been a title for at least four different episodes of this show. Um... I, I was so disinterested in this show. For a second, I thought, well, okay, it's going to be weird and cool because it opens kind of weird. Yeah. Where she has this, fa- like... Gail. It's Gail. about Gail. This, this is a this very Gail-heavy Gail episode, which makes it automatically 4 I'm out of 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was excited because it opens with her and, like, she opens this bassinet and there's a child in there. Yeah. And it's like, but it's not a baby. It's like a child that can speak. Yeah, it's, it's like a of, three-year-old child. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, it's saying weird shit to her and then it throws a fireball in her face. And I was like, all right, we're, got, we're off to a good start. Uh, it's basically telling her to, like, this is the episode where she's going to figure out what happened to her parents. Right. Which I guess at this point in the show is still a priority for her. Not really. It opens with her going, like, I know I told y'all I would find, find out what she's happened. Like looking at her parents' pictures or yeah. whatever. Like, I know I promised I wouldn't leave until I got some answers, but uh, I'm just going to leave. Like, yeah. literally, there's no other ex- <laughs> yeah. explanation. It's just, like, I can't. Like, that's yeah. really all she has to add she's to like, it. couldn't find anything. She goes to, like, she breaks into Buck's house to look for answers at one yeah. point. And uh, there's a moment. Well, she's, where... she's researching her parents' death first, and she's in like the library. And the librarian tells her, uh, it, it, "We find out that her dad ran the newspaper, which I think might have been mentioned before. We knew that. I, for, I forgot yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, so her dad ran the paper, and her, when... and her sister, and her mom was a journalist. Yes, her, both her parents. Yeah, and when her dad and mom were running the paper, there was a lot of coverage about how Buck was shitty, and they like they didn't let things slide. They weren't bought by Buck, and right. so Gail clearly thinks that Buck killed them because." they were on to him or they were going to break him right. open or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the librarian comes and she says, uh, she says, the secret history of the South is hidden in blood. Yeah. Genealogy, she says. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And his family. Yeah. So the whole, th- the, the theme is very much like, excuse me, family. She, um, she, then she breaks into Buck's house. She breaks into Buck's <laughs> house and here's what, I, I was very annoyed. 
At one point, like, she's like, I want answers or whatever fucking stupid yeah. shit she says. Uh, and Buck tells her, like, ask me anything you want. I'll tell you the truth. And she goes, like, get out of my way. And she just leaves. I'm like, you're a terrible journalist. Yeah. At the very least, just hear what he has to say. Yeah, like, I know you think he's only, fucking with you, but at least hear out lying, the fucking. But even if he's lying, use that as a launching off point. Well, this is a lie, so maybe the truth is this. Yeah. In some way, ask the question and hear the answer, then determine what's on, yeah. what's real or not. She's just a terrible journalist who yeah. has preconceived ideas and then tries to follow those places. Right. And then wonders why she never gets any answers. Honestly, like 30 minutes into this episode, it gets pretty interesting. And it should have, that should have happened. Like the first 30 minutes is that. completely unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes to Caleb at one point and she's like, come to Charleston with me. And she, it, it, she says something like, uh, we'll have some fun. And he's like, oh, you mean robbing banks, sleeping in people's barns, yeah. eating wildflowers and berries, stuff like that. And she's like, yeah. No. No, you don't mean any of those Don't things. say that. Don't, don't say, say yeah, any don't of those say things. Don't say one of like, Even he's like, all right, was, I was kind of fucking with you. Yeah, he was just joking. That, yeah. Like, that was weird. I'll just fool it. She said, he's like, I don't, she's like apologizes for being a shitty cousin and guardian. Yeah. As well she should, because she has been. And Caleb's like, oh, I've got no complaints. You should have a lot. You should have a lot. You should be mostly full of complaints. Like, I guess compared to everybody else in your family, she's fine. But that's not saying a lot. Because your mom was dead. Uh, Your dad was a drunk who abused you and your sister. Right. And your real father is an agent of the devil. So, I guess Gail's... (laughs) Supernaturally yeah, evil. Right. So yeah, maybe Gail's doing all right. Yeah. Um, she has a lot of visions in this episode. There's a lot of visions. So like, she's got so a skeleton. It's not a skeleton key. She's got a key that she wears. It's like an old fashioned key. She wears right. around her neck. And when she like, she makes some kind of a deal with Buck, basically, where when she clutches the key, she gets flashbacks. Not her flashbacks, but like she she sees into the lives of her parents. Right. She she's, sees weird things that happen, like her parents past, but she's there. So, like, suddenly she's in the room with her parents yeah. as her She's witnessing day, the thing, witnessing yeah. This. And in, in one of the memories, so it's like some of the memories are not hers, but they're her family memories. Right. So in some of the memories, she is there, like, as a child, and she sees her child self. Right. But, and, and so she's seeing glimpses, she's seeing these scenes involving her mom and her dad, places where she wasn't. Right. Like, when she was conceived, she sees, like, her mom finding out that she was pregnant with Gail. Yeah, right. Um, so you, clearly something she wouldn't have remembered, but... Buck keeps telling her. Do we see her? We find out. We oh, see no, no, her no, saying right. that her mother is pregnant, yes. but not with Gail. She's pregnant with another child she would right, have had. Right. But we find out that she was pregnant when she died in the fire. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot. Sorry, I got everything mixed up. Yeah, it's fine because it's a very fucking confusing episode yeah. full of goofy flashbacks. Right. Uh huh. So Ben, uh, not Ben, Buck and Gail are spending a lot of time together because she is trying to ask him questions and then refuse to hear his answers uh, about how her parents died and he's also telling her like and he's using it as an excuse to basically date her like he takes her out to dinner Dinner, to to talk for sure but here's what's crazy and then he holds her hand and he gives her he gives her these visions yeah it is very clear that he is the one responsible like he holds her hands like stay with me He's, he's and she like, starts trying like, not to move. He's like saying these things. Though. Yeah, and, and her, she starts getting wet. Right? Are we? Yeah. Right? Because it cuts. To, so they're in a they're in a very romantic restaurant. There's a fireplace near them, directly behind. Directly like, behind. Too them. close. He to holds them. her hand. She starts kind of going like, <laughs> and then it cuts to her knees, and her knees are like rubbing together yeah, under yeah, yeah. the table. She's getting damp. And I was like, is is he making her come by holding her hand? Right. That is I what I I wrote down here. Wait, is she coming? That is exactly what I wrote, what I wrote too, because uh, it's it's implied. And yeah. then it zooms into the fire 
that is beyond them. And right. she's like, uh. yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's clearly yeah, making yeah, her come, but then it goes into a flashback. So right. it's like, oh, I guess that's what that was. Yeah, he's giving her these visions. And she's like, knows that, and like, it's like, whatever. I get it. Well, like, she's, I yeah. get visions now. What are you going to do? Yeah, and she's she just, like kind of disturbed by... She takes she, it in a lot of stride. She's more disturbed by what she learns in the vision than the fact that she has fucking visions. Right. That doesn't seem to bother her. Which really, they seem about, like, equal in terms of how much they should be fucking with yeah, her. Yeah, both those things should be like, fucking with Yes, you should be fucking... She learned some fucked up shit yeah. in those visions. Like... At one point, her father burns her with a Yeah, basically, basically she creepy. learns that her parents, uh, her dad abused her mom uh, multiple times. Her mom was cheating on her dad with Gage Temple. With Caleb's dad. Caleb's, Caleb's quote-unquote dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, who we believe to be Gage. Right, who, who he believes the for drunk the first, that he grew yeah, up. The drunk that yeah. he grew up with. And um, that the, the fire that her parents died in was orchestrated by her mom and Gage Temple in order to kill, they were just trying to kill Gail's dad right. to get him out of the picture so they they're could have their together. baby together yeah. and be together. But, uh, uh, before, so basically they were trying to do a thing where like, she was like, Gail's dad, his name is Peter. Peter's going to be he's in the office. He's working late on July 4th and he's, she was like, there's going to be fireworks everywhere. There's all sorts of fires on July 4th. Is there? Not really, true, not of that level. But, but anyway, she's like, says. if you burn down the building, it'll be believable. Right. So, uh, so I that know. was the plan was that he was supposed to burn down the building while Peter is in it. But before he can do that, um, uh, the, Peter had gotten drunk and knocked out Gail's mom. Yeah. So, so now Gail's mom is also well. there. Exactly. Yeah. So then Gage starts the fire. Both of them are trapped inside. She ends up waking up and they're right. just pounding they're on the door screaming. That's how they both die in that fire that was supposed to free her, but instead killed her. There are so many weird, like, they, she go her and Buck go, like, so they're like, Buck is kind of giving her this tour of her parents and her past. Yeah. He takes her to their house they grew up, she grew up in. It's... Nobody's type like it's older. It's yeah. falling down. The mm-hmm. green doors barely hanging on. But like the books are all just there. Like nobody. I don't understand why that house it doesn't just, seem like anyone lives there. After they died, no one moved anything. Like yeah. all the stuff is there. Like, mm-hmm. like don't you at least pack up the house? Doesn't somebody right. own it? it somebody owns it. This yeah. doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't Gail own it? Gail sh- at, at, at the very least it would make a Gale lot more sense. But so um, she has a she has a she goes into a memory where she sees. Her mom, like, Gage Temple leaving the house. Her mom's like, wait, kisses him on the front porch. All right. Then he, so we see, okay, they were having an affair. He leaves. And then um, Gail's dad, Gail's actual father, rolls up. He comes in. He sits on the porch. He's smoking a cigarette. Gail comes out. Child Gail, maybe like seven. You're so dirty. He says, you're a dirty girl. Yeah, it's real creepy. And it's like, okay, how much am I supposed to be... I, like, inferring from this flashback, inferring. Physically abusive because yes. he offers her a drag of her cigarette, of his cigarette, and, and she says burns, no, and then he burns her, burns her with one. But also, like that dirty girl thing. It yeah, seems like he's like because he's like yeah, well, because he says like were you pl- you were playing in the dirt? You're a dirty girl, and she's like I'm not even dirty, dirty. and yeah, she's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, yeah. no not, dirt visible pristine. on her. She's a beautiful. Yeah, child. and then he's like, oh, I guess guess your mom was too busy to look after you. Make sure you didn't go play in the dirt. It's like, okay, it's clearly more about her mom, her mom than it yeah, is about but her. But it's still just, like, still the, very the creepy. terminology is really Yeah. Um, okay, so then, uh, because Buck and Gail are spending more time together in this episode, Coombs goes to Gail and is like, bitch, step yeah, off yeah, yeah, my yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Some Gail is like, I'm trying shit. to figure out what happened to my parents, and Coombs is like, I know what you're trying to fucking do. And it's she's kind of right. Like, 
She's a little bit. She's a right. little bit right. Mostly and she's, she's less right than that. Like I don't think Gail is like trying. Gail's not her, trying, but she's but getting it. Going to fuck. Yes. Like, if you're, yeah. If he's a, she's around. It does moment. happen. Then there is my favorite line in the episode, which is uh, Gail gets angry at Buck for having shown her all of these visions, right. and then Buck is like, "Hey, I told you I was going to tell you the truth. You see the truth." Uh, when you find out it ain't a pretty piece of shoe fly pie, you get angry. What the fuck is shoe fly pie? Okay, so Where is that from? I have Googled shoe fly pie before because I've seen it on a menu. Okay. It is a sweet custard pie, and the name comes from the idea that it's so sweet you have to shoe flies away from it all. That makes time. sense. So shoe fly pie is like a southern dessert. I had I found but, that out like maybe a year ago. I yeah. Googled it. But is that an expression? I think so. I don't think it, a life ain't a pretty piece of shoe fly pie is not an expression. Of yeah, right. Um, but shoe, shoe fly, fly pie, pie is a thing. Is yeah, a thing. It's my only. It's my only point. Oh, that. that sounds really good right now. There's I can eat some shoe fly pie. Also, like chess pie, it's very similar to chess pie. Oh yeah, yeah, it's which like is a basically cookie. a giant cookie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, which I've heard comes from like basically like a bowlerization of just pie, okay. which is like. When people wanted to make pie, but there was nothing to fill the pie with, they would just make <laughs> kind of a butter well, pie, yeah, and it was like, yeah. it's just pie, I'll fuck with that. chess pie, uh-huh. southern food is the best. Kind of, yeah, it's all sad and It's all in, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There's another moment that bothered me where, so she's, so uh, Gail finds out, like, or sees something that makes her believe that, uh, she sees her mother. I'm sorry. She sees her mother's medical records, mm-hmm. and there's evidence of an extreme beating. And she thinks Buck beat her mom. Yeah. And she's like, just because she reported on you, she was just doing her job. She's, doing her job. she's she, like trying to hit him. Yeah. She does the movie hit him thing yeah. where she just sort of pounds on his chest, you know, weakly with her right. hands. And then he grabs her by the wrists and goes, "Stay with me. Stay with me." To which she buries her head in his chest, and then is fine. Yeah, what, you literally believe that he beat your mother and then to the point that her. she went to the hospital. Yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. So in what world? So that's all it takes. Like, what? I don't understand this character's be, like beginning with some sort of a backbone and yeah. ending with zero. Right. All because he's a he's kind of dreamy. He's not even attractive. He's, he's kind like of charming. charming. I guess. Yeah, but like the depth of his evil Does should he, be repulsing her, and we don't. We have never shown anything to make it her her infatuation to him to be supernatural. Right. It's not that he's like casting a spell on right. her. Right, he's not glamoring her or whatever. He she just falls for him. Which is just weird. It's super weird. And it's like all the female characters on the show are kind of pointless. Yeah, they don't make any sense. The head of the boarding house is fine. She kind of looked like she might go somewhere at first in yeah. like a fighting buff, but she hasn't done right. anything. She's barely there, but at least yeah. she's not just a fucking pile of pussy juice for right. to fucking swim through. She's like just she's not into Buck, and compared to all the other female characters on the show, that's saying a lot. That's something. That's yeah. something. Is that she's sure. not like, ooh, you're so evil, but I want it. Like, no, she's just like, I don't like you. Yeah. That's, she's got a very normal relationship with Buck where she's like, I don't like that guy. I don't think he's a good guy. I try not to talk to him. Right. That's kind of it. We find out the like like we said, uh, the guy who out, plays Gail's dad, by the way. Very bad actor. But what we find out is that Gage, what we would think is that Gail and Caleb are brother and sister and not. But they're not because Gage Temple was not actually. For multiple reasons. One, Gage Temple did not make her pregnant with Gail. Gage Temple made that woman pregnant with a A baby that that then died. That child is the 
child in the bassinet in the beginning that tells yeah. her, like, look, please her, get me out of this purgatory. Yeah, her little brother-to-be. And right. then she says, like, I would have been a great sister. Sure. And he goes, and I know. And, and, and Caleb's like, you already are. You're yeah. not. You're, you're not. You're very bad at it. Could have used a little practice. I feel like if this episode so, so actually, come, we if find, I had seen this episode yeah. where I should have, I probably would have liked it more than I do totally. now. Totally, yeah. It, it would have made... Moment, I was like, God yeah. damn it. Can yeah. we just get through this, please? Totally. And like, I don't know, uh, Gail... I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, there's there is a scene where where Caleb is a little upset with Gail because she's been spending all her time having visions and not right. hanging out with him. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm trying to find out what happened to my family, and he goes, "You and your dead family," and like so bitchy. It's super but bitchy, it's like but it's, it's also coming from a place of a kid who's got a lot of dead family yeah. himself, and he's like, "I'm but, dealing with it." What's exactly. Well, I mean, really, what he's getting at is like, "I'm your family." Right. Like, why I'm are you acting like all your family is dead? You should be paying more attention to me. And yeah, it's great. He's like, you and your dead family. Like, bitch, you think you're the only one with the dead family? Like, come on. <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, this next episode, I actually enjoyed quite a bit, even though I took very few notes. Uh, okay. Um, it is extremely repetitive. Basically. Oh, the same thing happens like a hundred times. Same thing happens for the first 30 minutes of the episode, which is that um, Ben has visions that the person that he is with turns into Merlin Temple and Merlin Temple looks at him and says you should tell people about you know that Buck murdered me uh, one time she says it from a broken neck, which is fucking whole. That's the cold open. Is he's on a date? He's on a, with he's a, on lady. a date that he got in the in the personal. Yeah, which is pretty. Great. He's on a date with a lady. Then they get in his police car, which he drove to the date. I and really it, kind of enjoy Ben on a date. Oh yeah, it was sweet because it it was very sweet and like the like you can tell these are two kind of shy nerds or yeah. older. They don't know how to. They date. both found each other through the, the personal ads yeah. and like. There's a connection that yeah. seems nice. They clearly and I, had a good I, It was a fun to see yeah. like that side of Ben not just being a sad pussy. Right. And they're they're leaving a bar. Clearly they had a good time. She goes, You know how to treat a lady. Like she's she's really into him. And then they get in his car and he gets a call on the radio and it says, You gotta go to Goat Town. Fucking which is a part of town we've never, never heard, heard of. of. I feel like if there was anywhere, a guy in an earlier episode who had goats. Remember, sure, sure, but he, I don't think he lives in Goat Town because he, he was kind of rich. No. Like yeah, he was he like clearly no, well, but was, Goat Town is supposed to be like a no, really like poor a part of town. Yeah, this yeah. Is supposed to be the poor part of town. I felt like Goat Town should be where Potato Boy lives. Like if Potato <laughs> Boy should live in Goat Town, but I don't think yeah. he does. Um, yeah. So he gets a call. There's some horrible smell in Goat Town. They go to investigate this house. When he peeks in the window, he sees again the buff, murder of Merlin the Temple. Buff murdering Merlin Temple. At which point... And the, the, the lady woman, is still there, and the lady, he turns to her and he's like, let's go check out the smell! The lady's way into, yeah. like, hanging She's out. She's like, like, let's hang out on your police job that yeah, could be yeah, dangerous. Yeah. And so he, they look in the window together. We cut to what he sees. He sees Merlin being murdered again. Cuts back. He looks at her and he goes, did you see that? What'd you see? And she goes, I just saw a man, you know, with his arm around a young girl. Like, she... See, but then she turns into Merlin. Yeah. And then her... And then Merlin's her, head is sideways. She breaks her, her own neck. neck and she's like, yeah. oh, like this? And she breaks her own neck. And then it kind of hangs to the side in a really bad CGI Horrible way. CGI. And then she goes like... What is she? She, like, laughs at him or she something. She laughs at him. She, like, basically it's another of those moments of, like, tell the truth already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? And then this happens about... Six more times in the episode. So everywhere she goes, at one point he goes to the bar that he's normally hanging. Every at, woman he sees turns into Merlin. Six, like it's six people turn into yeah. Merlin in different outfits, and they all say, "You tell the truth. Like the truth stinks because you buried it. You got to dig it up." Right, right, right. That's kind of thing. Another thing we find out in this episode and solves a big question if we had seen it prior when it should have ended aired mm-hmm. is we see Gail and she's like she's like talking to a tape recorder and she's like notes for a future piece. Uh, the, the things to never do in dating, and it's like 
think that sex means more than sex and blah, blah, blah. And she's getting undressed as she's making these notes into the tape recorder, and we think she's alone, but at the very end, it's revealed. Bucks in her bed. Bucks in her bed. Keep that tape recorder rolling, baby. I'm about to bust that nut or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty great. But. Okay, fine. Now I get fine. it. They yeah. actually bang. They definitely they, bang. So I get it. Now I get why she got pregnant. Now it makes a lot fuck. more sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. Which to is the see thing that. is, like, he could have supernaturally impregnated her, but now we know that he did not no, he necessarily. Just no, he they just, just fucked. Skins. He yeah. Just got, he just got they definitely. He just got up in them guts. What? All right. I'm sorry about that too much. You don't like get up in them guts. No, I was like, let's just keep going. Yeah. Like, how many of these he got? He got some skins. He got some stink. He got some stink on his hang, though. What are you going to do? Uh, um, this episode, yeah. So like, it's raunchy. It's like a little raunchy. It's a little raunchy. She's like, she gets undressed. She, which before we saw Buck, she was going to bed in her bra, and I was like, this show. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I know yeah, there's yeah, magic yeah, yeah, on this yeah. show, but this is the least realistic thing yeah. I've seen on this show. No woman goes to bed it's wearing like, her no, bra. No, no. Even if you're wearing a t-shirt, you take a bra off underneath exactly. it and you get to bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a ridiculous thing. But then it turns out she just wants Buck to take it off, and then I, yeah, he's like. Uh, he's like, we might need to. Re-, he's like, keep the tape recorder rolling. We might need to refer to that later. And she's like, which part? And he's like, we haven't got to it yet. And it's like, okay, all right. I just imagine him sitting in his office, listening, like, with the tape recorder, just pressing rewind and then play, and then just hearing like dumb sex noises. It doesn't seem sexy. Like, it's not like it's not a sex tape of video. It's a sex leak. It's like an audio file. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do have though. I bought a um. I bought this record at Breakaway Records called Snatch in the Poontangs, and it's by uh, what's his name? like Shuggy Otis okay. and his son, who was like sixteen at the time. Well, Shuggy Otis when he made that album was like nineteen. Like. That's no, it was it was him and his dad. Okay, then okay. yeah, it was Shuggy Otis yeah, when yeah, he yeah. was young, and then his dad was the older one. And it's like all of these weird, dirty blues songs, and then the last track on the album is called two women parentheses in love with each other and parentheses and the whole thing is just the sounds of two women having sex with each other there's no music there's no music at all all the, all the other ones are like really like, like there's like music behind the sex noise yeah no it's, it's just, not it's just two women like moaning and every other song in the album is like kind of just like a dirty blues song where yeah, guys yeah, like yeah. oh the monkey he had a big old dick and he <laughs> went out to fuck the giraffe it's all these right. weird like sure 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 old dolomite but then it just yeah. Shit, yeah exactly and then it then it's two women fucking <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, So the other storyline happening here is that... uh, There is a poor black girl at school named Tina. Named Tina. Who who I really like. Boone and Caleb. Yes. Uh, I don't like her. I like like her. I thought she was a good actor. Oh, she's great. The actress is fantastic. The character's a fucking... Character's a mess. (laughs) Mess. Now, to be fair, we find out later why. We'll get to it. But when we first see her... She's like, soda machine ate my quarters. Get me a goddamn soda. She's reaching into the soda machine, clearly trying to steal money or a soda from it. And then they walk upon her. They're like, what are you doing? And she's like, it ate my money. And then she's like, Boone, get me a soda. She makes Boone put his hand in the machine to get a soda. And then she's like starting to fuck with the machine so that it like hurts his hand. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like uh, Caleb Caleb snatches the plug out so it'll stop. And he's like, he could have broken his hand. She's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And she she calls him Little Orphan Annie a bunch. She goes, I heard you were so ugly when you were born. Your mama jumped at the window to get away from you. And I was like, damn, girl. Like, Well, I'll tell you a horrible thing. When we were, uh, when I was in like maybe second or third grade, this girl I went to school with, mother was killed in a car accident. Oh my God. Because an owl flew into her windshield. Oh shit. Fucking crazy weird accident. And, uh, 
when she came back to school, a bunch of kids started hooting, like making like owl noises. I feel like I feel like you told me the story before, or maybe I heard you tell it on stage. But like that's, I still can't believe it. It's true. Locusts are just evil monsters that don't know any better. They haven't figured out empathy yet. No, don't know things. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was pretty horrific. So I kind of get the idea. Oh yeah, I'll break her hand. I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, your mom killed herself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Karen, like Mm -hmm. I get that. That seemed real to me. Totally, yeah. Um, she's a she's a good bully. She's a good bully, and then we find she out immediately later that goes she has, to ten. She immediately goes to what's the worst what's thing that's ever say? happened to Caleb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fuck done. Let's, it's let's there. Poke that button. Um, and like then we see Caleb like asking how to deal with like yeah. He goes to Buck for basically advice on how to. Well, deal he tells with Gail first because Gail right. shows up with chili dogs, and he's like, "I got one for Boone." And he's like, "Boone's not talking to me because he's mad because I stood up to this bully that was picking right. on him." And she's like, "Oh, well, maybe he needs to determine. He needs to figure out how to stand up for himself." And then Buck shows up out of nowhere, classic Buck, and is like, well, I think that maybe violence is never the answer. And Bubble, and I was like, this is yeah. kind of great for him playing. But also, he immediately is like, you gotta seduce her. Like, he uses that word. Yeah, he says, like, everybody wants love. You gotta give her love. You gotta seduce her. And it's like, what are, are you really trying to tell this kid to, like, really put the moves on his bully? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he I, is, because no, that's, that's not what do Caleb is, does. He tries to basically just, like, try to make... make her. Yeah, he tries to befriend her and be like, hey, Tina, I'm on your side. I'm gonna help you. And then he turns on her. Who does he turn on? He really turns on her. So this is this is what I think is a would have been a really good early scene of Caleb trying on being evil, right, doing it successfully, and not and really not liking really, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what he, he does is he goes like, next time he sees Tina at the machine, he goes, "Hey, Tina, like, let me help you." And she goes, "Ah, like, fuck off," or whatever. And he goes, "No, no, no look, I'll show you how to get quarters." Yeah. He goes in, he pulls out two quarters, but he doesn't. Like, they were hidden in his hand before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. then he goes, "Here, I'll show you how to do it." You put your hand in, put it to the left, and then uh, feel that bar. Push that bar down. And then he go, and then he goes. Mm, I think and I want a hand, soda. Her hand gets stuck when he pushes the her bar Her hand down. is stuck when she pushes the bar down. He goes, mm, I think I want a soda, which would move the mechanism in such a way that it would break, break her arm. Right. And uh, and then he does the thing where he's like, mm, what oh, would really hit the spot? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, taunting yeah. her. What would you get? Would and she's literally begging him. She's like, please, please, Caleb, please. Like, I'll stop. I'll yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm sorry about what I said, whatever. And he's just like, mm, I think I want this one. And he fucking gets a soda. He pushes the button and breaks her hand. He breaks her fucking hand. Yeah. We find out that she is, and there was a flashback that I never, not a flashback, in the beginning when fucking uh, Ben goes to the house in Goat Town, we see some young black girl staying in this house. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't realize it was Tina until later. Like, yeah. I just didn't pick up Because on. later in the episode, she shows up at this house again, and at that time, Ben is there, and she's got the broken hand, and he kind of realizes that she's essentially squatting in this she's house, in this alone, house. she has no parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he takes her to the hospital, kind of takes care of her, she, like... You find out she's got this alcoholic mom who left town, like, six weeks ago, she's yeah. been living in that house. Another thing Clearly about, like, is starving, because yeah, she's she trying to steal out of a vending machine. Exactly, she's freezing cold, like, the bed, Yeah, uh, she would have died of hypothermia. Like, yeah. Um, and this is where Caleb is like feeling remorse. He didn't like, like he did it, and he was in the moment. And I think like he did it like very zealously. Yeah, All that stuff was like, do I want more orange root beer? Yeah, yeah, very yeah. zealous and tempted. It wasn't a, it wasn't a crime of passion. Right, 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 it was right, very right. thought out. Uh, yeah, the whole plan, and now he's feeling that remorse. And he says, "Like, I'm really sorry, and like, you don't have to forgive me. I get it if you don't forgive me. Right. I just want you I to know, I really wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. Like, it, it's not worth it. Doesn't feel good." And even and like uh, Buck tells him, "Like, you feeling remorse? That's for babies." Like, yeah, he, he literally really... says, "It's for babies." Yeah. But Caleb is like, "Well, I feel remorse anyway." He goes and apologizes to Tina. Tina goes, "It's okay because I learned that I can trust somebody." And he goes, "Oh, I'm glad you think you can trust me." And then she's like, "No, not you. The yeah, yeah. the deputy, yeah, ben, the guy who saved me." Nice to yeah. yeah, yeah, not you, you psychopath. Yeah. You broke my fucking hand. <laughs> yeah. You eleven-year-old psychopath. Fucking freak. Um, 
Now, meanwhile, she, like she has a reason to be a total bitch. Is that she lives yeah, in a squat a and has no parents? Child with yeah. no parents. Of course, she's starving all the time. Yeah. Has no money and is hypothermic. Of course, she's going to bully other kids. Right, but like, right, right. I mean, For Caleb sure. also has pretty good reasons to bully kids, but you know, he's he's too good. Okay, so the B plot in this episode is that. Um, ben, in searching for... Ben has hooked up with Gail, and they're both trying to f- solve the mystery of what happened in this stinky house in Goat Town. Yeah. So now when, when he goes there, there's a horrible smell. No one else can smell it but him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a thing of, like, he knows the truth. And the it's, truth it's, the, it's his telltale heart. It's right, the telltale exactly, smell. Exactly. Uh, so he is, like, looking up a thing in the library when Gail comes in, and Gail helps him look up, like, the deed or whatever. Yeah. And now they both go to this house. And they find out that the owner of the house used to be Judith Temple, a.k.a. Caleb's, Caleb's mom. mom. And it was, a, it was like a... Not like a really it was like nice a daycare, co-op. basically. It was like, kind of like a halfway house. Yeah, it was for little... kids that didn't have anywhere else to go. So it was kind of a, it was a daycare say. for foster kids, a daycare slash foster home. Right, and the kids but loved also, her. I think it was just for people, kids in the neighborhood. They like their parents went around. They didn't have anywhere to hang out. Yeah, they could stay. They could hang out in this house, yeah. and it was safe. And it kids wasn't zone. doing drugs or hanging out right. with bad like, tea, like mm-hmm. you know, gangs or shit. Like nothing was gangs. But you know what I mean? It was yeah. like a safe place for kids to hang out. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of like kid art on the wall. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Toys and things, and yeah. And so they find out, basically, that... Uh, okay, so then... Um, what they... Okay, they find Gail finds drawings. a stash of drawings by an adult, by right. Judith Temple. And the first one is, I think, a self-portrait, right? Yeah. It's a self-portrait of it Judith. Says, uh, it says, my Indian. body is my temple, right. underneath. And then she turns the next page of the sketchbook. And there's another drawing that has, like... It's the baby doll. Right. And then a foot a is foot stepping on it, breaking on, its face. On, yeah. And then underneath it says, the temple is violated in cursive. And then the last picture <laughs> is... The illusion of free will. And it's a colored pencil portrait of Lucas Buck. And then his name written all around it in cursive. Yeah, Lucas, yeah, 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 yeah. Lucas, 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 Lucas. <laughs> it's... Not a good portrait. No, it's, it's not a, the worst, but it's but just it's, not good. it's just bad enough to be really funny. Yeah, but it's bad in the way of like it's very amateurish, and yeah. it should be because this woman's just some fucking yeah. woman. So, like, but I clearly, she was like, like somehow obsessed with uh, Buck, and so this is where Gail finally figures out that Caleb is Buck's son. Right, and she's like, oh wait. Was was he conceived in rape? Because she seems to have been obsessed with him. So she maybe him. maybe also, it was that consensual. Thing about the illusion of free will seems yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Buck eventually. This is where Buck would have confessed about Caleb, like comes clean about Caleb being his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we like, which again, if this was aired in the right order, would have made a lot more sense. A lot more sense. Um, Ben sees a vision of Buck throwing her out of the window. So, so, we, so we, now we find out not only did he maybe rape her, possibly rape her, but he definitely he murdered her. Thousand percent murdered her. Yeah. No question. She did not about jump it. out the window. He threw her out of it. Now, multiple times throughout this episode, when Ben has shown up at this house or mm-hmm. his, uh, Buck has found out he's been at the house, Buck is like, don't ever go to that fucking house again. If you betray me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Uh, at one point, he's like, I'm going to cut off your head and use it as a bowling ball. Like, yeah. He's fucking very graphically threatening yeah. to murder Ben. And to Ben's credit, he keeps going back to that house. Mm-hmm. He is, at, at least on some level, That is what it seems Merlin is prodding him to do, is like... You know about my murder. You're finding out about this murder. Don't keep it a secret. You like, stop keeping all these because, secrets. Like, and, and Ben is like, well, what else can I do? It's all This is all in the past. I yeah. can't fix anything. And she's like, well, what about Caleb? What about the next person he murders? Like, right. You have to do something to prevent the next thing. Um, there's... Oh, boy. Ben confronting Buck 
is pretty great. Yeah. I actually really like it. He's like, I'm not covering up shit anymore. If I have anything I see that I don't like, I'm going to stand up. I know you killed Judith Temple. I know you killed Merlin. Right. You know I know you killed Merlin. Now I know that you killed Judith Temple. Yeah. Uh, Enough is enough. My problem with that is, provided that this episode aired where it had, the show would just go back to Ben not ever doing the thing he just said he was going to do. Right. He made this very clear declaration that he's going to stand up to Buck from now on and he's never going to let this happen. And, Merlin, and he's just going to proceed to just do that's that for the rest of the show. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is like he does that and then Merlin seems happy with it. Like, she's like, good job, you did good. They, like, yeah, yeah. dance at a bar they, together. Yeah, yeah, he has a Straight ghost up. dance. At one point, he's like, I guess I realized what my problem is. All the good ones are dead. Because apparently he like, can't get a wife or like, yeah, a yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, like, man. There's lots of, like, perfectly good women up there. There's yeah. just a creep who wants to... You're literally... She, you're, I know she's a ghost... But she's a 15-year-old ghost. Yeah, she's like, a young ghost. Slow down. Yeah, but he, she's like, you did the right thing. And it's like, well, he, he started doing the right thing. But it right. seems like really the right thing would have been a lot more than that. Would have been turning him in, yeah. going public with the information, Versus doing just, anything yeah. to help stop the Lucas way that he defi- at any yeah. point. He, defied, he definitely defied Lucas, but not in any way that would have a lasting yeah, effect. Right. Yeah. That, that would matter at all. It's a very weird way to end that episode. Yeah. Um, I do like the Caleb stuff, like you said, like Caleb having this taste of evil. Yeah. Not really liking it. Yeah. But also, like, being good at it. So, like, there's, yeah. there's, there was some interesting stuff in this episode. He clearly enjoys it when he's doing it, but he does feel genuine remorse afterwards. Right. And he literally says, like, oh, all this, like, whatever, being mean, or he says, oh, this bullying is not for me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's that's good. Like, this is, again, this is the first time we see Caleb ever do something truly dark. Sure. And then he enjoys it at the time, but then he feels bad. And then the next time he does something bad, he doesn't seem to feel as bad afterwards. Right, so, again, right. if these had aired in the correct order, it would have been a pretty realistic, like, believable ramping up of stuff. Caleb, like, trying on evil and eventually putting it on. For sure. Uh, that leads us to the final episode of this run. Which... Episode 22. I will... Which might be the craziest slash worst slash best episode? I will confess... It make any sense. I didn't finish it. Okay, that's because fine. I downloaded it, yeah. and all of the downloads that I got, um, the first audio track was, I think, Portuguese. <laughs> and then, But then I would have to just change the audio to English. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. one, it didn't have an English track. So I just watched it in Portuguese for a while, and then I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> so this Ooh, is what I got. Is It opens holy with... Holy shit, you didn't get much. It opens with a man sitting in, in, in Buck's office, and Buck is looking at a picture of him. And he... Okay, Buck is looking well, no, at an old right. mugshot of okay. a man who looks exactly like Ted Cruz. We're missing a thing. You're missing the actually very beginning, which is a confrontation between Buck and Merlin. There's a moment where Buck, where Merlin, like, Buck's like, you gotta get out of it. Like, he's sick of Merlin's yeah, yeah. shit. But Merlin, like, force blows him across the room. Like, he, I like, think that might kinda, have not been in my file. She kind of does a thing yeah, where, like, yeah, yeah. she, like, she kind of looks she at him. She magics him across the room, yeah. Away, and he realizes, and he tries to strangle her at one point, but mm-hmm. his hands go through her. Yeah. And he tries to cr- choke her, but he Because she's a ghost. Uh-huh. Which leads to him, he's looking through a book of America's 20th century's most prolific serial killers. Right, okay. And here's where this episode's great. So he's like, Richard Speck killed eight nurses, uh, which is uh, a real serial killer. Yeah, it's a real guy. A bunch of real serial killers. And and then the granddaddy of them all, Albert DeSalvo, the Boston Strangler. Now, Albert DeSalvo was the Boston Strangler. Yeah. That's a real serial killer. Right. Killed a bunch of women in Boston in, like, the 50s and 60s, strangled them with pantyhose. That's a real thing. Yeah. He then looks up, and somehow Buck has been able to summon the ghost of Albert DeSalvo. What? 
and hire him as a hitman to kill Merlin. Because only a ghost can kill a ghost. Oh, fuck yeah. This episode fucking makes no sense. It, okay. I mean, it makes sense, but it's fucking crazy. Crazy, that's crazy. He refers to himself as Albert South multiple times to the point where he says it to Gail, and Gail's like, wait a minute, is that the fucking Boston <laughs> Strangler? Like, yeah. like, what the fuck, That man? name sounds so... <laughs> My name's Adolf Schmittler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wait a um, second. It's a very weird episode. So basically, Albert Salvo is now alive again in Trinity. Why are they trying to do a topical still, thing all of a sudden? He's, he's magic and corporeal. So like he has the ability. So, at one so point like he, other people can see him because he's talking to Gail. He sees everybody can see him, and he can talk to anybody he wants. But he's a ghost. He, he kills a couple nurses. What? Uh, but he's also a ghost. He has the ability to like appear here and appear there, and like appear. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At one point, um, he attacks Gail, and Gail, like woman, self defense class fight, like literally, like steps on his foot, hits him in the balls. S i n g, yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, but every time he gets, she gets him down, he appears behind. Her. Oh shit! So he is. It's actually an effective scene, except it's just weird because. How is, is she punching she's him? She's kicking him in the balls, and it's affecting him, but then he's immediately magic again. It's just this, a weird jump. Which is off. not what happens with Merlin, which is everybody's hands go through, through her. When Caleb tries to stab her, her, it doesn't work, or they can't see her at all. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, it's a weird, like, glitch in the, in the like, the rules that the show yeah. created for itself. Also, it's just weird that they just picked a real serial killer. Yeah. Because... Nothing else on this show. They don't make they don't any other pop culture side. references on this show at all. The only one they tie into is... And what, what, what year did that happen? The actual the Boston Strangers? Fifties or like the early sixties, late fifties, early sixties. It's That's so weird. So weird. Also, he does mention Richard Speck, which is my favorite. Like, I don't want to say my favorite serial killer, but his story is the most fascinating. Yeah. Not the actual murder part. Whatever. He he what? like re killed a bunch of nurses. He like went. He broke into this like house where all these women. Right. Left and yeah. Killed, like eight of them. In a night. Yeah. What's crazy about Richard Speck is years later he's in jail. Years later. And in Chicago, there's this big scandal because someone has videotaped, has video. Someone sends this attorney this videotape that was taken inside prison, and it's all these prisoners doing drugs and fucking and passing money back and forth. It's this huge scandal, and in the fucking middle of it is Richard Speck, and he has snuck in hormone treatments, so he has grown giant breasts. He is blowing other prisoners. And at one point, he literally just goes, if they knew how much fun I was having in here, they'd throw me out. Like, he's just having the weird serial killer tit-having time of his life in fucking Chicago's prison. And there's the whole thing where, like, the Chicago, like, like um, I don't know, like, the, the state senate or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, had a hearing where they watched the tape. And then at one point, they get to a point where Mr. Speck is literally starts blowing a guy. You're like, okay, we got to turn this off. We can't show oh this part. Oh, my God. It's, like, it's fucking nuts. And those tapes, not the whole... Like, unreleased part. Like, you can't see the actual blowing of a dude. But, like, all the other shit, those tapes, like, they air on A&E. They're all out on the internet. Oh, my God. It's fucking... He's just, like, sitting there with his legs crossed and, like, these panties. This fucking giant rack. And he's just, like, laughing it up. Having a grand old time in prison. What was his, like, motive for killing all the nurses? He was fucking crazy. He was just like... He wasn't... He didn't have, like, a, oh, God told me or whatever. No, no. He was just a piece of shit. And literally, at that point, like, in the videotape, they're, like... Somebody's like, how do you feel about killing those women? He's like, I didn't feel nothing about it, honestly. Like, Holy whatever. shit. And the only thing he says at one point, he's like, strangling women is like, not like on TV. It takes like three minutes. You gotta be really strong. He doesn't know it's on TV. Oh my like, fucking God. It's fucking creepy as fuck. Uh, Albert Salvo, on the other hand, has in this episode a, a fake Boston accent that rivals oh. Merlin's horrific southern accent. Oh, it God. comes and goes in the most 
beautifully horrific movies. It's never there. There's a lot of like I, I don't know. It's hard to say because you haven't listened to it, you haven't watched it. But well, no, like I mean like, like it's like you sometimes you know that somebody before they did the take went pack the cotton habit yeah pack the cotton yeah, habit yeah 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 it's like it's so annoying it's the only time he hits the accent is on all AR yeah so it's like and he doesn't he doesn't really compute that there's more to an accent than just that one very obvious part exactly uh, he starts like befriending Caleb do you agree up- do you agree that the picture in the book of him looks a lot like Ted Cruz yeah very much really does yeah. so the actor the, actually looks a lot the actor looks like, like Ted Cruz too yeah um at one point, so he friends Caleb. He sneaks into his house. Dog break. Yeah, dog break. Yeah. So he's like befriending Caleb. He's pretending to be a, a refrigerator repairman. Okay. And uh, which is actually like Albert Salvo, the actual serial killer, like pretended to be a, like a, oh. a landlord or whatever to get into these women's houses. Right, right. He wants to kill like old women though. It's not like, okay. This he's like killing like all the hot nurses. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And he's he's befriending Caleb because he needs Caleb to call Merlin, so Merlin can so even show up. Merlin can show okay. up so that he can kill Merlin. Uh, um, I was hoping that maybe at one point he would kill Selena Coombs. That was the only thing yeah, I was hoping for. Yeah, really point. nice. Uh, there's like a, just a cat and mouse thing going on where yeah, he's yeah. like he's he just tries to, to find kill Merlin. He tries to kill, kill Merlin at one point. She like throws like she forces him away. He disappears. Mm-hmm. He attacks Gale. He if he's won- a ghost, why can't he just show up where she is? I don't know. Why can't they have this battle it. on a spiritual realm level? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Uh, that's my biggest problem yeah. with this episode is there's like, he is clearly corporeal. He can like work on refrigerators. But he can also the world, But move. then he can also yeah. appear randomly and fucking walk through walls and shit. And so. apparently strangle another ghost. And strangle another ghost. Um... The only good part of this episode is the end. Well, I mean, that's not true. There's a lot of, like, it is tense. Yeah. They do some good, like, tension-building stuff with the attack on Gale and, the like, whatever. The other, I'm sorry, the other main part of this episode is that Buck's not there. Buck is at a sheriff's convention somewhere. <laughs> the fuck so, is a sheriff's convention? Uh, all I know is at it, Lucas Buck wins Sheriff of the Year. Wow. He gets a plaque. It's pretty good. All right. Um, we don't see any of that. <laughs> But the only reason that's important is that these murders start happening, mm-hmm. and now Ben Has is to step in charge. Mm-hmm. And it's Ben, and that other dumb Floyd. deputy Floyd yeah. is now the Ben to Ben's butt. Floyd, who am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, well, Lucas Floyd's Lucas. literally just like the biggest piece of shit. Floyd's an he's even bigger like, idiot. God damn, there. she's dead. I bet he raped her real good. Like, he's just yelling horrific things <laughs> while people are around. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Um, this is a crime scene. <laughs> Gail tells. Ben at one point that like yeah I don't know he was on this he was like when when he shows up to attack Gale he's outside he's like yeah. you needed files on the Boston Strangler or whatever here from the hospital or from the the library mm-hmm. and she's like no nah, that doesn't make any sense so she calls the police mm-hmm. uh, at which point he just appears inside the house right so he t- she tells Ben like yeah I don't know how he got in he, he didn't break door, in he was just and in. all of a sudden he was just in and Floyd like is just like cuckoo like just sort of like moving a finger around and Ben's like if you do that again I'm gonna break your goddamn finger like he kind of steps yeah. up and like defends Gale which is right. interesting. Um, there's a final showdown. Uh, he takes uh, Caleb hostage with a knife, which makes Merlin show up. Mm. And Merlin like drop that knife and makes him like like shoots yeah, yeah. the knife out of his hand. Yeah. Basically, what he does then is like she agrees to let him kill her. If he leaves, leave Caleb, Caleb alone. alone. 
Caleb keeps trying to attack him. Nothing happens. And then finally he goes, stop it! And his eyes change color. Oh, more Caleb magic. Caleb throws him against a wall. And then he slowly starts to burn from the inside out. And he bursts into this ball of flame. And leaves like, literally he's like a black cartoony soot human outline (laughs) on the wall. Which I rather enjoy. Yeah. Um, Like when a cartoon character like runs through a brick wall. And it's just a Wile E. Coyote shaped hole. Uh so that when, yeah, when was the last time Caleb did that? It was when he there was in a, the church there was in the, the church and it goes like yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. That, uh, that deep otherworldly yeah yeah, yeah yeah and the roar and the roar when the when the robbers came and he had the money yeah yeah so yeah, like yeah, yeah. interesting that that's coming up again um it's a fu- it's a very weird episode it feels yeah. so X Filesy mm-hmm. more so than any episode of the season. And just the over, like the serial killer part of it just seems right. so out of place of everything else in the show that because there's no serial killers in Trinity. There's a no, lot of there's shit. There's barely any crime. Like, I mean, all of the crime is done by the sheriff. Buck. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. very like long. It's like dynasty crime. Like he kills, he rapes a lady, and then she has the baby, and then he kills her, and yeah, then he yeah, has yeah, to yeah, yeah. wait like thirteen years, and years. then he deals with the kid, and then right, he right, right. he waits thirteen years, and then he kills the sister, and you know it's like a lot of stuff that's very long term. Uh, at one point, there's a thing where... Here's another thing I don't understand. So, Ben is, like, walking around the police station at one point, and he's talking to this tape recorder, and he's going, like, just repeating the facts of the case, like, making notes. Uh, and he's like, she must have let the assailant in. Uh, right, because he, he got inside. Like, naive, or because there's no yeah. sign of, like, breaking out. Or yeah. And Gail, like, walks in at the same moment as he's talking about it, and he's just like, oh, we do a lot of victim blaming here, huh? She left <laughs> must she deserves to get raped and murdered. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't ever say she got raped, or she deserves to get raped and strangled. And he's like, I never said she got raped. And he's like, oh, well, I guess she, she did get strangled then, huh? And she's, like, trying to report on the crime. But who the fuck is she reporting for? Yeah. She reports for a paper in Charleston. They're not going to cover some random weird murder in a small right. town and in a different she, state. And she's the one who got, like, she... This is before her Oh, oh okay, this okay. Is the first yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder Oh, it's it's another, like, Gail trying to get to the bottom, bottom of things. Of but shit. it's something that, like, it has no bearing on her parents' death or anything really to do in the town. She, uh, at one point, he says, like, look, I understand. If Buck was here, you might get an inside scoop, but yeah. he's not. Damn. So get out of here. And she slaps the taste out of his mouth. She yes. slaps the shit out of him. And I was like, okay, that's like, I mean, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, when was you this? Was fucked so- Buck. This is this is this was supposed to have aired when they were fucking, fucking Buck okay. episode. So like that. All right, he's kind of right, and also yeah. like if but- you're black, you'd be in jail right now. You assaulted. You assaulted <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like you. I guess you can get away with that as a nice little white girl, but you'd be in prison. Yeah, an episode ends kind of like with uh, again. This is another example of if we had seen it in the moment, it, it would have been like, oh shit, Caleb's got powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, whatever. Yeah, we need Caleb with powers. Um, that's the end of the, of the run. There's one weird my show. biggest. It's a very weird show. My biggest issue with the entire thing, outside of us having to watch it in order, fuck who. Right. The goddamn Arnold Vosloo, the reporter, they find with the bag and all that shit. They find in the very beginning that Caleb and fucking not Caleb that Buck and Selena have been torturing weirdly in this oh, dungeon. Oh yeah, soul never comes up again. They never touch it oh, yeah. again, and yeah. it was clearly supposed to be a storyline. Yeah, clearly it was Do all like think- all these people are disappearing. There's a bag yeah. of evidence that Buck. Do you think steals. the network was just like no, too dark? 
I doesn't make or any they sense. just so dropped it. It's just so dark. I yeah. feel like maybe they were holding it for like a season two thing and they never got oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's very disappointing to me because that was a thing yeah. I was very interested in. They definitely the that. first two episodes they make it sound like this is going to be the story of the season. Sure, it's like it's like a show where there are people being murdered and you know that the last episode of the, the season we're going to find out something about the murderer, if not their entire identity. Absolutely, but. No, it just doesn't go anywhere. It just never comes. It up. kind of yeah. ends after whatever was it like the second or third episode that we see that guy. It's very yeah, yeah, early. Yeah, very on. early. It's in maybe two or three. It's a show that would have a thousand percent benefited from having taken place modernly. Yeah, if this was like an FX thirteen episode because they do season, they do a spooky. I'm walking into a house and looking for something, and I don't know where it is, and there's a lot of spooky shit here. There's like twenty sequences like that in every episode. So much, trimming. and they do really they, good. They, they there's a lot like, of yeah. Dutch angles and weird smoke and like books with symbols in yeah, them, yeah, and like yeah, you know yeah. magical but, black but lady, etc. Honestly, like just the mere if they could have trimmed ten episodes out of the run of the series and just really hyper focused on Caleb, Buck Caleb Merlin Buck, and and maybe yeah, Gale a little. Bit of Gale. But if you could, you can get Billy Peel entirely out. Oh, of it. The yeah. doctor's fine. I feel like if this episode, if this aired, honestly could have gotten rid of Matt. this in order, we'd have watched about ten episodes of Doctor Max Meltdown. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Yeah, like it would have been a perfectly good B plot throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so like I feel like if this was an FX show, a, a Netflix show, twelve episodes, it could have been much better. Could have been really this. good. As yeah. it stands. It's like they were trying I, I to make. Say watch it. It's it's like they were trying to make two different shows, and one was sort of an X Files y with the monster of the week. week yeah. There's an evil force, and we're we're trying to find it all the time. Right. I believe it's out there. And then there's the one where we are like really in the nitty gritty of a battle for souls, right. and they just switch between those constantly. For sure. And it makes the monster of the week ones way more boring because we're like, get back to the other thing. That was way more interesting. Part. Yeah. 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 Uh, I do. Like I. All this being said, if you watch this show in order. I kind of recommend it. I think it's a lot better in order. Like my main problem was that things kept being dropped completely. And and then we, when we found out about the episode order, I was like, Oh, I really, you know, it, they, they built it up in a way that I would have been like, Ooh, this is good buildup, you know, versus. Uh, So yeah, I'm at a point where I would recommend people. If you haven't seen, I recommend watching the show. And the nice thing is if you're not watching it for a podcast, if the episode's boring, you can probably just skip skip it. it. Just skip it. It's almost certainly not going to catch it. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to miss anything. If it's a real, if it seems like a particularly boring episode, that's not super buck centric or Caleb centric, just move on. Just skip it. And like if any important plot points, they will uh, reiterate. Yeah. Multiple times. I promise Mm -hmm. you. You're not going to miss anything. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I think I'm good. com Shows, videos, uh, writing, blah, blah. But, but link to this podcast if you need that. At HeySarJune on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much it. I am at Chris Cubis at CancelledPod on all the social media sites. Again, the podcast is on Stitcher and SoundCloud and fucking iTunes. And anywhere you can find a podcast, we're going to be up there. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, the next show we're going to do is we're going to, for the first time, do a modernly canceled show. And myself and Lisa Friedrich are going to be talking vinyl. Yes! HBO's failed rock and roll series. I've seen what I saw the pilot, and I haven't watched it since, because I was like, this show's fucking not long for this world, and I'm going to have to yeah. watch it for the podcast, so yeah. I'll wait, and I'll watch it then. And it has worked out. So watch the first two episodes of Vinyl, and we will see you next week.